You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared Cunningham, host of the podcast and worship coordinator for Citrus Church. Despite it only being three weeks since our last episode, a lot's been going on. Brian has finished his last sermon series on discipleship, we've had a full week of vacation Bible school, and... Brian is beginning a new sermon series this Sunday entitled Downtime. With so much going on, this week felt like a good time to return to our overview of the book of Ecclesiastes. After going through it again, it's highly likely that this will span into about four episodes. As I said in the last episode, it was difficult to move on to part two because the topics of the next few chapters were difficult to explain in terms of how they apply to us today. However, thanks to a week of VBS, I think I can explain one of them now. The theme for VBS was to Mars and beyond, in other words, a space theme. The idea was to get kids to learn about different traits to put into practice. One day was go beyond with kindness, another was go beyond with thankfulness, and we ended with go beyond with hope. Throughout the morning, kids rotated between different stations such as science or crafts or music. Liz and I were in charge of the Bible station, and we were asked a lot of heavy questions this week. For instance, Monday morning before starting our first session, one kid in our group of second graders was curious as to how God could create the world and be on earth, but also be in heaven at the same time. Yeah, and that was just the beginning. Another question we got was, what does amen mean and why do we say it at the end of our prayers? Was God on earth at a different time than when Jesus was on earth? When Jesus died on the cross, did God die too? Where are heaven and hell, and where did the devil come from? Yes, we were asked a lot of deep questions, and regardless of our age, we were drawn to meanings and answers to things we don't understand. It's safe to say there's an inherent fear or uneasiness that comes from not knowing or understanding something we have to interact with. One of the most difficult questions we can ask is, what is the meaning of life? And that is where the book of Ecclesiastes comes in. Beginning back on April 28th, I started us down the road to understanding Ecclesiastes with an episode titled, A Verdictless Life, a reference to a John Mayer song. I don't know John Mayer's beliefs, but he definitely writes songs that make us reflect on life and, in an indirect way, reflect on our faith. In A Verdictless Life, I talked about the life of King Solomon, the third king of Israel, who is not only seen as one of the richest kings in history, but is possibly the wisest person that ever lived. It was important to talk about him because he is seen as either being the author of the book or the figure the book is based on. If you've heard part one of this study, you've heard me say that this is not a cheery book. The opening verses leave very little hope regardless of what translation you use. The Common English Bible, commonly used by the United Methodist Church, says everything is pointless. The Christian Standard Bible, the translation I mostly use, says everything is futile. The New International Version says everything is meaningless. The teacher, as he refers to himself, adds context over the rest of the chapter and on through chapter 3. The teacher explains that he built great buildings and architectural feats. He sought to learn and increase his knowledge and he accumulated vast amounts of wealth and other possessions, only to discover his search for joys and pleasures were meaningless. He comes to the conclusion that without God, all is meaningless, and we should find joy in our efforts here on earth. Picking up in chapter 5, the teacher warns of the realities of wealth. 
Wealth and really money in general is a hot topic from our modern standpoint. The one who loves silver is never satisfied with silver, and whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with income. This too is futile, the teacher says. He goes on to explain specifics about why gathering wealth is futile, which Philip Ryken, author of Why Everything Matters, the Gospel of Ecclesiastes, makes it a little bit clearer to understand. Ecclesiastes warns us that living for things that only money can buy is vanity, he says. And he points out ways in which money or wealth is futile, but here are the top two. He says one problem with money is that other people will try to take it from you. The other reason why living for money is meaningless is it's here today, but it may be gone tomorrow. And I'll summarize what those actually mean. Riken talks about people taking our money and how money is here today and gone tomorrow. Now, people taking your money refers to anything your money goes to, from taxes to simply providing for your family. Taking a step further, this refers to every transaction we make. We know what we earn in a month, and we know the bills we pay each month. We know how much goes towards groceries and clothing, and let's not forget those unexpected expenses. You can probably think of other things your money goes to. The other reason refers to your money being lost, say, literally, or maybe through an investment, maybe stolen, or as we've just covered, it's been in our day-to-day transactions. Yet again, the book of Ecclesiastes tackles something we deal with every day. Actually, it tackles something we are bombarded with every day. As a business major and an insurance agent that used to tell people how to spend their money so they could save more money or better protect their finances, I have a different kind of familiarity with concepts of money and amassing wealth. The idea that is preached to my generation is that you have to start building wealth now so you can enjoy it later. You've probably heard the same thing. Different sayings come to mind and you've probably heard some of these. Money can't buy happiness. Of all the things money can buy, it can't buy back time. Money is the root of all evil. However, I don't believe this section of Ecclesiastes was intended to be negative when it comes to money. Earlier, I mentioned Solomon being one of the richest and wealthiest men in history. In Ecclesiastes 2.8, the teacher says, I also amass silver and gold for myself, and the treasure of kings and provinces. But, later in verse 11, he says, When I considered all that I had accomplished and what I had labored to achieve, I found everything to be futile and a pursuit of the wind. I don't believe all this is to say that earning or striving to have wealth or already having wealth are meant to be bad or outright meaningless. I believe what the teacher is saying is that gathering wealth or trying to enjoy money without God as our guide is pointless when we don't acknowledge God. Riken makes it clear. Both having things and enjoying things are gifts from God. He adds, the world that God created is full of many rich gifts, but the power to enjoy them does not lie in the gifts themselves. All of this is meant to point back to the main theme of Ecclesiastes. Everything is meaningless, everything is pointless and futile when God is not at the forefront. From the perspective of one of the richest and probably wisest people in history, we get an outline that shows us how empty our lives can feel without our relationship with God, regardless of the possessions and achievements we earn for ourselves. Taking a step further, we have to remember that Jesus came down to not only be our Savior by suffering for our sins, but to give us the blueprint on how to live and enjoy this gift of life we have received. 
In Ecclesiastes 5.18, the teacher says, It's appropriate for people to eat, drink, and find enjoyment in all their hard work under the sun during the brief lifetime that God gives them because that's their lot in life. Overall, the hope is that as we gather our earnings, we remember that not only is life itself a gift from God, but when we eat, drink, or enjoy life, it is a gift of God. As usual, to wrap things up, I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. Ecclesiastes is an interesting read. I'll be honest at first, it was odd because it isn't often you read a book or a magazine that starts out with saying everything is pointless or futile or meaningless. To quote Reichen again, Ecclesiastes faces up to all our fears by asking the hardest questions that anyone can ask about the meaning of the universe, the existence of God, and the life to come. If you haven't already, you should check out our new addition to the Citrus Church podcast family, Vital Conversations, featuring Pastor Brian, John Atchison, the Justice and Diversity Chair for Citrus Church, and myself. The aim is to inform and motivate people of faith on issues of concern and social injustice. Since June is Pride Month, Episode 1 focuses on pride in the church. So, be sure to listen in. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.